Blog Talk Radio.
And we are now Blog Talk, Smile 3E, Iron Sharpening Iron, Worldwide Ministry, with Facebook Live. I am your minister for tonight, Minister Sylvia Kaiser, the host. And like I said earlier, our, my co-hosts are Evangelist Tony Montgomery and Minister Ron Montgomery will be ministering with us on tonight. They're running a little late. We are into different time zones, so we're just going to let God have his way. They will let me know when they're available, when they're ready. And um, until then, we're going to talk about um, being saved, whether you're married or you're single or you're celibate or you waiting, or you saying, God, right now, I'm trying to heal. In other words, you're healing. But where you are in what either one of those categories, what you need to be doing is talking to God and telling God exactly what kind of spouse you're looking for and asking God for the privilege of being kept by him until your prayers is answered. Don't say just a man or a woman because, see, you can get just that. You can get a man or a woman or something that's been made into a man or a woman. You better be specific with what you're asking God for, and then you have to keep God first in the relationship at all times. Uh, tell God the type of qualifications you want. You know, um, as my sister said, if you're waiting on Jesus, tell God you're waiting on Jesus. That's what you want in a man. Don't be ashamed. Don't let nobody, uh, how they say, uh, talk you down with uh, what, how to, what your desires is. Because if you, settle, if you take anything, you settle for anything, then you will get anything. But tell God... You want a family. What kind of family you want? Talk to God about what exactly your desires are, what you're looking for. And I'm going to say it again. Once you get it, keep God first. Because remember, where you at, God brought you to that place. Mm-hmm. Where you at, God has you in that place. Where you want to be, God will take you to that place, and he will keep you as long as you keep him first. Don't try to say, oh, I got my package now, Lord. I thank you. Uh, I don't need UPS or UPSS or uh, FedEx or Amazon or whoever, to move, <clears throat> whoever delivering. You don't need that no more, you know. You just have to say, God, I thank you for answering my prayers, and I want to keep you first in my relationship. I find myself every day asking God to come into my life. I say, God, you are invited into my life. I invite you in on today to be a part of my life. I invite you in today to be the head of my life. You know, you're telling God, come on in, Lord. I need you to be my guide. I need you to be my lead. 
I need you to be everything, God. Ask God for a discerning spirit. Ask God to teach you how to hear and see things the way he sees and hears things, and then make sure you open for God to communicate with you because, you know, we always say everything look good, ain't good, everything gold, ain't gold, it may be some gold-plated, everything sparkle, ain't silver or platinum, you know, you may get some, uh, some nickel-plated stuff that got a real good shine on it, you know what I'm saying. You, you better keep God first and talk to God because a lot of us think once we get something, we have arrived. But you got to remember, the enemy of your soul, he is your prayers, he is your desire, and he'll send you some light what you ask for. Oh, I want them fine, and I want them this, and I want them that. You know, just tell God if you that's what you want. You want him to only have eyes and a heart for you. Because, see, when you want that fine and good-looking and something else, somebody else wants it too. But you don't want to be in a competition. Tell God you only want that fine, good-looking, handsome man and beautiful woman or beautiful woman to only have a heart and eyes for you, that they want what you want. They love what you love. They love you just like you love them. Don't say to uh, them that, uh, let me read this text. I'm trying to answer our speakers. Mm-hmm. So you got to always make sure you keep God first and, and you keep listening to him once you make your request known. See, because you could get to a point you have to look like, oh, I'm tired of waiting. Don't get tired of waiting because, see, my mom used to always say, oh, we were younger. My dad would say it too. One night of pleasure will give you a whole lifetime of misery. So just remember to go to God first. Don't wait till they come into your life. You say, well, Lord, is this the one you sent me? Uh-uh. Ask God before they come. So when they come, you'll have somebody there, you know, Tell God you want a, a man, you, you want your spouse, whoever you request, a man or woman. You want them to respect you. You want them, you know, you want to be able to talk to them. You want to be able to say, Lord, don't let me fly off the handle first or make a, how do you say, a molehill out of nothing. Don't let me get so defensive that I can't hear. You know, sometimes you get so into yourself situations come up, you can't hear them, let alone hear God, because you're too busy talking. It's too much busy stuff going on up here that you got to say, want to say, have to say, and going to say. Mm-hmm. I had to say it like that two times, going to say, because you know how we give it. Got to have the last word. I got to show you. So all I know is 
when God puts a couple together, he puts them together. And uh, one thing I do know is that my sister always teases me and say, girl, God anointed you for that. <laughs> God didn't anoint me for that. So you have to know what God anointed you for and who you God anointed you for, and you have to be able to say to God, God, teach me how to deal with this. Because, see, a lot of times we don't want to deal with things in a way that God will get the glory. See, a lot of times we want to deal with stuff in a way that we're going to prove a point. But if your point you're proving isn't giving God the glory, you may do more damage than you thought you was doing or you didn't know that you were going to do. Because, see, a lot of times we don't understand that it wasn't just a good idea to put it in the Bible, but it was put in the Bible for a reason. Your ministry starts at home. And most of us are not dealing with a person that has been brought up in the church or has been brought up um, with the same beliefs as ours. Let's be, let's be real about it. And a lot of times we try to compromise, especially at the beginning when you're trying to get a hold to this person or be with this person. You will either shut your mouth or you will say, well, I think or I guess. Mm -mm. Make sure you tell God what you want. And don't change your mind. Don't backstep. Don't compromise just so you can say uh, you want. I ain't going to put it no other way. Just so you can say you want. If you don't like something and you see it from the beginning, say you don't like it. It may be your chance to walk away, get away, stay away. But don't think you can, how they say, uh, reinvent the wheel. If that wheel already put together and you see that your rotation, that rotation ain't going together, you better ask God, pray fast or whatever you have to say and say, God, this don't sound like this is what I believe. This don't sound like this is what you preached about, you teach about, you said in your word. God, um, give me away from this. Don't try to invent the wheel. Mm -hmm. If you saw commercials or cartoons, they showed you what happened if you ride on a triangle or a rectangle or a square wheel. It's not going to roll around like a round wheel. Don't try to invent the wheel. Uh, talk about how many children you want, uh, the way they're going to raise, be raised, your religion you want. If it's not your religion, maybe you need to, uh, how they say, abandon ship. And make sure you teach your children to not just love God and not to just obey God and not just to respect God and his word 
also teach them how to honor their parents because if you all look at the way things are going, if you can't get a hold of your children now, if you're trying to be their friend now, don't try to come back later and say, well, I'm your parent. What do you want to say, mom, dad, or whatever? Because they're going to tell you what that means. In other words, now all of a sudden you want to step up. You have to be in a place where the parent don't bring the child to wrath or embarrassment. The child needs to understand there's a, a purpose, a, there's a promise in them obeying their parents. There's a reason, there's honor. And you teach them how to respect the elders, you know, in the family. Don't get to a point that you decide who you want to respect, when you want to respect. And another thing, parents, um, don't have these conversations with your children because of the experience you have had with a family member or whatever. Don't let them judge a person by your cup of coffee. You understand what I mean by that? You can poison somebody's mind against a family member because they didn't agree with you or they said something to you or they told you to buzz off. But see, the thing is, you're going to tell your portion. You're not going to tell them the whole portion. You're going to tell them how things happened, how it got to that point, what happened from day one, as they say. You're going to tell them from the day you want to tell them, from the days you want to talk about your version. Keep kids out of grown-up conversations. You know, I have a lot of family members and friends that looks at me funny because we could have a conversation or be having a conversation, and a child walk in, I just get quiet. I don't say nothing. Or the child begin to speak or talk, and I just look at them. Or I say, excuse me, uh, we was having a conversation. You need to go. And they, oh, it's all right. No, it's not. See, you may sit down and talk with your kids like this, but I don't. Because, see, I believe in letting a child be a child because once they get grown, they're grown. Okay, you hear? Yes. Yes. Can you hear? All right, so I can hear you now. So what we're going to do is we're going to end that conversation, and we're going to turn the program over to Minister Ron Montgomery and Evangelist Tony Montgomery, and you all take notes, listen, and just hear what the man or woman of God has to say because I believe we're going to be blessed on tonight. It's in your hands, man of God. Thank you so much. Minister Sylvia, we appreciate that. Um, and uh, we have to apologize for being late. We're, we're at an, another meeting, and it ran late. Okay. And so we You're were talking a little able low, to Mr. get here. You're talking a little low. Can you talk up? Um, I'm, yeah, I'm right up on the microphone. Um, okay. We have some problems here. Um, turn off the iPad. I don't know if that's interfering or not. Nope. You're louder now. You're louder now. Okay. Can you hear us? Yes. Okay. Okay. We're going to start from there. Thank you so much for waiting for us. 
we surely appreciate it. We want to open with prayer. Heavenly Father, we come before you, O Lord, and we thank you for this opportunity to share your ministry with whoever listens, Lord. And we want to make sure that we're uh, the communicators, the vessels through which your word comes, Lord. Tonight we're going to talk some more about marriage and family. And Lord, as we open our hearts, open our minds, we're going to open our mouths and so that the people can hear. We ask that you bless the words that we speak. We ask and give thanks. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. What are we going to do tonight, Tony? Um, one of the uh, – hello, uh, Minister Sylvia. How are you? Fine yourself. And uh, we are, we're going to talk about the Holy Spirit and how it is the – the the basis for our marriages for any relationship, and so, but it is uh, critical that if our marriages are going to uh, reflect the spirit of God, we have to really understand the Holy Spirit and use the Holy Spirit's power and guidance to make us a. A, to make our marriage reflect God's grace. Yeah. And so as we think about that, and, and I was listening to you talk about how uh, knowing that children uh, have a place in a marriage or in a yeah. family and that yeah. you have to provide that boundary for the children so they'll know what is appropriate. And that's what the Holy Spirit provides for us. It gives us those boundaries and gives us a good understanding of who God is. Yeah. And and it is and, and what we deal with right now, I believe in this generation, well, all generations, it just wasn't this generation. We have believers who give lip service hmm. to their trust about their position in Christ. Amen. And so their actions don't really reflect the truth of the word. It it yeah. sort of reflects what they think about. Mm-hmm. So so their actions speak much louder than their words. Amen. They say they love the Lord, but mm-hmm. in loving the Lord, they they lash out at people. They have their own personal agenda, and that becomes what they're doing, and not what the Scripture says. So mm-hmm. I believe that that has a lot to do with them not understanding who the Holy Spirit is. So most believers, and even in marriages, people who claim to know Christ, they live their life in their own strength rather than yielding to the Holy Spirit. Your Apple Music account needs to be linked first. You can do that with the Google Home app. Is that what mean? Okay. I don't know what happened. They just started talking. <laughs> <laughs> and so I, I really want us to think about the scripture coming out of Acts 1 and 8, when the Holy Spirit was given, it says, but ye shall receive power. I shall receive power. After the Holy Ghost is come upon me, and I shall be a witness unto both, uh, unto me, him, both in Jerusalem and in all of Judea, and in Samaria and unto the uppermost parts of the earth. So if mm-hmm. I looked at that scripture, 
and I really think about it and personalize it, it would say I would be a witness unto Chicago, unto Garland, unto Dallas, and then uppermost part. My ministry of my marriage, of my life, has to be my witness beyond just me saying in church, I believe. My behavior has to reflect that. So when we start to talk and live out what God has for us, we really have to really know, do we really trust God? Do we really take the, his word for, uh, do, or do we take his word for granted? So in Ephesians, it tells us, uh, 1, 13, and 14, it says, in him, you also trust after you've heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, in whom also having believed, you were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise, who is the guarantee of our inheritance until yes. the redemption of the purchased possession to praise to the praise of his holy uh, I'm sorry, of his glory. Yes. So knowing that once I actually totally receive God and I confess with my mouth and believed in my heart that Jesus Christ, he had risen from the dead, I received that promise of the Holy Spirit, yes. which guarantees for me my heritage in him. Because he purchased that on self on, on Calvary for me. Yeah. But for me to have the Holy Spirit and not use it, it mm-hmm. is it has no it it, it it has no power. It has no power. So I really wanna talk about the characteristics of the Holy Spirit. What is the personal traits of the Holy Spirit? So I want to really think about, or y'all share with me, that there is power, and in this power, I have to really know who I'm talking with. It's just like, Cecilia, you know me, and, and, and you know me, but if you don't really understand me or understand my qualities, you really wouldn't wouldn't say, you know, I really, I know Tony, but I really don't know her. And so to know the Holy Spirit, to know the power that God has given us, I think we really have to look at the Holy Spirit and the, and his, and his personality traits. So when I say his, I'm talking about a person. Okay. And so this is the third part of the Godhead. It is the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. So when we talk about the Holy Spirit, Ron, you're going to get this for me. The Holy Spirit convicts. Mm-hmm. It's fixed. Uh, John 16 and 8. He, when he comes, speaking, when you say he, we're talking about Christ, will convict, I mean the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit. Will convict the world concerning sin and righteousness and judgment. Concerning sin because they do not believe in me. Mm. 
And so we live in a society today that everybody has an opinion. That's it. So you, you turn on the news, you got babble by the hour. You turn on the Internet, you have Internet babble by the hour. Then you can get on the, your uh, phone, and then you can get on Facebook, and then you can get on uh, TikTok, and you can get on Rick Rock. I mean, everybody has a has their opinion about mm-hmm. what's going on. But when the but when the Holy Spirit comes, it is going to judge the world. It's going to say no, yeah. because it's my righteousness, not your righteousness. Mm-hmm. Christ died on the cross for us, and because of that, he, he has put us in a position where we can be judged. And so in a day, you know, people will say, who do you to judge me? Don't judge mm. me. And I will say to them, I'm going to tell you like Mama and them used to say, they say, you know, I'm not judging you. I'm a fruit inspector, and your fruit stinks. <laughs> Mm. The fruit is right. You know, so you think about the, the fruit of the spirit. Well, what is your fruit? Well, you know, uh, being a backsliding, uh, causing confusion, saying ugly things to people, cussing folks out. What kind of fruit is that? It's not the fruit of the spirit. There's mm-hmm. a, that is the fruit of a spirit, but that is not the fruit of God's spirit. That's it. And so the the Holy Spirit is going to come and it's going to convict us. Mm-hmm. And it's going to make us look at our sins. Mm-hmm. And then it is going to speak. The Holy Spirit speaks out of Acts 28 and 25. Okay. Um, let me facilitate the quickness of this if we can. I'm sorry that we started late, but we do want to get all this in. Um, we're going to talk about six of the Holy Spirit's characteristics, yes. personality traits. Mm-hmm. And we started with convicts. The Holy Spirit also speaks. The Holy Spirit also comforts. The Holy Spirit teaches, guides, and helps us speak in difficult times. Okay. okay. Now we talked about how the Holy Spirit convicts. If we read Acts twenty eight twenty five, we're gonna see how the Holy Spirit speaks. Mm-hmm. And when they did not agree with one another, they began leaving after Paul had spoken one parting word. The Holy Spirit rightly spoke through Isaiah the prophet to your fathers. And so Isaiah is the one that told the story of Christ. Yes. And so it, it provides for us the Holy Spirit will when we are in disagreement, when we cannot come together and we humble ourselves, the Holy Spirit will speak to us and it will remind us of what the word says. But you gotta know what the word is saying. And the word tells us that God works in unity. He does not work in confusion. We know that the author of confusion is who? Is the devil. And so we have to see that in our marriages that when we are not on the same page and we confess Christ as our Savior, then God is calling us to stop our own individual thinking about the situation and think about what is best for the whole, what is best for my husband, what's best for my children, what's best for my finances, what's best for our family that reflects God. 
and then the Holy Spirit will speak to us and help us understand what we need to do. It will speak to us. And that is what more marriages need, the ability to hear from the Spirit when we are not in agreement. Mm-hmm. Amen. What does the Spirit have to say? What does the Spirit have to say? What does the Word say about the issue that we're going through right now? Mm-hmm. Comfort? The next characteristic of the Holy Spirit is comfort. So we convicts, the Holy Spirit speaks, the Holy Spirit comforts. Reference spirit, uh, scripture for that is Acts 9.31. So the church throughout all Judea and Galilee and Samaria enjoyed peace, being built up and going on in the fear of the Lord and in the comfort of the Holy Spirit, it continues to increase. And so a great deal of the conflict that we have in our homes would not exist if we would actually come together and seek what is best for our marriage, what is best, even if you're not married. Let's say just in your household to get along with your 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 siblings, to, to get along with um, uh, the, with your neighbors. If we start to seek and 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 seek after the Lord, so He would build us up if we seek after Him, and in that, the Holy Spirit will then give us the ability to increase in peace, in comfort, and in love in our homes and our between each other. It is one, I think it's paramount that we understand that the Holy Spirit is going to teach us how to comfort one another because it's about loving one another. The Holy Spirit teaches. John 14, 26 says, But the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my place, in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all that I said to you. Yes. So is it going to teach him, what, a couple things? No, it's going to teach all things. Is it going to teach us the three things? And no, and it's, it's not just going to teach the things that you like. It's going to teach all things. Yeah. So that means it's gonna step on your toes sometimes. Oh, yeah. It's not gonna it's not gonna, not gonna leave anything it's gonna out. Leave, not gonna leave anything out. So that means that you know, when when it's uh, when when you don't agree uh with your spouse and and you need to give forgiveness, it's gonna teach you all things. It's gonna teach you to forgive. Uh it's gonna teach you to uh, be humble. It's going to teach you all things. It's going to teach you to um, uh, love, uh, and in a place that is hard sometimes, it's going to teach you all things. It's going to teach yeah. you how to have fun. It's going to teach you all things. It's going to teach you how to 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 enjoy one another. It's going to teach you all things. And so it's 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 going to teach you. It's going to teach you how to talk to your wife. It's going to yeah, how to talk to your wife. Come on here. 
It's going to teach you how to talk to your husband. It's going to yeah. teach you how to talk to your children. Amen. You know, and 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 it's going to provide for you a place of safety mm-hmm. as you teach, as it teaches us how to give in, give of ourselves, give up something, let some things go, and move forward. Uh, I was listening to Troy today, and and he came on and he just said, I want to thank God for just saving me, for giving me two things. He was just thanking God. But that he he has a spirit, a teachable spirit. That was one of the things that I prayed for, for my children to have a teachable spirit. Because when you're teachable, that means that you're open to hear the other person's side. You're open to to learning about what your failure. You're you're open to to be in a place where God can use you. But if you don't have a teachable spirit, you're stubborn, you're hard to get along with, it is difficult for the Holy Spirit to teach you because you can't hear them. And so, amen. Now, the Holy Spirit not only teaches you things, you know, you can be left out on the limb if you get knowledge. Mm -hmm. But you're missing the application of it. Oh, my. Because the Holy Spirit is always going to guide you through Uh those lessons that you've learned. Mm -hmm. As stated in John 16, 13. But when he, the spirit of truth, comes, Mm -hmm. he will guide you into all truth. Mm -hmm. For he will not speak on his own initiative, but whatever he hears, he will speak. And, And he will disclose to you what is to come. Okay. okay. And so he's gonna he's gonna listen and guide you through the lessons that he's taught. And 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 he is gonna hear from heaven. Uh, when we start to when the Holy Spirit speaks to us, he's not speaking out of his own character. He is speaking out of the word of God and from on high. And he will tell us what we what we what is to come he's going to tell us what uh, the the spirit is leading us to he is going to open up that door and our understanding to to know where we're going to uh where we're going to go a lot of times we get into situations and I'm guilty of this I will jump in and get stuff done and then I'll be saying lord I need your help cuz now I'm drowning and so I I really I, I had to learn to to ask for the guidance before I got into the situation. I don't know about you. I'll just talk about me. And so what the Lord really showed me was, Tony, there is something that you need to seek out first. You need to seek the truth before you need, before you, you um, start a project or, or seek out helping somebody. And so, it it was me using the scripture to say I needed to write it down and then run with it. I needed to write it down and I needed to 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 consider everything that it would take to get this project done. But before I even did the project, I needed to go to God first and ask Him about it. So yeah. I will. I'm I'm always asking my husband, "Did you pray about that?" And sometimes he tells me yes, and then sometimes he will tell me. Tony, you know I didn't pray about that. 
<laughs> and so I say that because I'm guilty of that too. But but when we seek the Lord's truth and guidance for things, then He will open up the door. Like Ron is is looking for the uh, to to apply for the the VA uh, disab- uh, disability, yeah, and and as we were praying. Uh, he remembered that uh, it was uh, Cecilia that had gone through that, and he called her and talked to her about it and got some advice. So God was, has been leading him down this path so he'll be able to get that disability. Yeah. But if we hadn't stopped and prayed, we'd still be at step one. Do y'all see what I'm saying? It's that God yeah. has already gone before us. He's going to tell us what's coming so we can do that. And so the Holy Spirit is a is a person. He convicts, he speaks, he comforts, he teaches, and he guides us. But not only that, he speaks, he helps us speak in difficult situations. Mm-hmm. You know, as he uh, teaches us, we learn lessons. We apply them. Yeah. He guides us through him. Uh-huh. But invariably, you're going to get into situations where there is disagreement because not everybody yeah. is led by the Holy Spirit. Uh-huh. They're led by their own whims yeah. and desires, their own yeah. goals and attitudes, things that they want to accomplish, not the will of God. Uh-huh. So you're going to get a difficult situation. Well, the Holy Spirit helps us speak in difficult times. Uh-huh. Read Luke 12, 11 through 12. When they bring you before the synagogues and the rulers and the authorities, do not worry about how or what you are to speak in your own defense or what you are to say. For the Holy Spirit will teach you in that very hour what you ought to say. Now, I can testify to this myself, citizen. Many situations where we've been in mentoring situations, yes. marriage mentoring situations, and we had just never been there before. Right. I had never been there before mm-hmm. in that, that situation. But we had the power of the Scripture yes. and the Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. and I turned it over to that. And when we were in that situation with that couple, mm-hmm. we spoke to it. We became yes. It's amazing. What's it? How the Holy Spirit just comes out in. Yes. And so and we, that was the, uh, what was that? Luke what? That was Luke what? 12, 11, and 12. and 12. Okay. And 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 that's and that's how the Holy Spirit works. Uh many times we are challenged by even the the some of our uh some of the saints will challenge uh, our stance on marriage, will challenge our um, our understanding of the word. And it is what the Holy Spirit stops and gives us exactly what to say and exactly what to do. And it is amazing to watch how um, Satan will try to walk into a marriage and destroy it. And God will give us that holy boldness, y'all, to go in. People have called us and they say, you know, I'm through. I'm not. I'm not gonna. Uh, I'm not gonna stay in this marriage. 
And I'm going to tell you, I, we get sort of, the Holy Spirit just will have you do crazy things. And so we get in our car and go knock on the door. If Satan can come up in your house, so can God. Mm. So we go knock on the door and say, we're coming up in here. We're going to pray. Where Satan is not going to take over. Mama. That's it. And they were like, okay. And then, and we finished praying and finished uh, giving them the word and walking through it with them. I'm going to tell you that we walk out and they are ready to to uh, repair that marriage, to do whatever it takes, because that's what the Holy Spirit has given. And we walk out and look at each other and say, wow, what God, what what can be, it's, that's nothing impossible for the Lord. That's it. And, and that very couple has been now married another 15 years. Mm. Right now. And their family is together. And and, and they still call us every once in a while and ask for prayer. But I'm just telling you that it is it's amazing to watch what God will do when we surrender ourselves to him, even in difficult situations, and not back down. And I think that that is the part, is that we humble ourselves under the mighty hands of the Lord, that he might exalt us in that time, that we might be able to do his will at that moment. And so when we speak of the Holy Spirit, it is a person that God has given to for that administration to work right now within our lives. We are sealed by God, and the Holy Spirit is our God. And if we don't rely on that power, you know how the scripture says that we are not given the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and a sound mind. That is what the Holy Spirit is providing for us, power. And, and, and when we work within the power of the Holy Spirit, it makes a difference in the life of the believer. Us, the people that we minister to, the couples that we minister to, the families that we minister to. And so um, I know we came late, but that's all we had to say. We just came to talk about the Holy Spirit or the Holy Ghost. Whatever you want to call it, that's one of my husband's favorite songs. <laughs> it was early in the month. Just about the break of day. Jesus came into my life, and he washed my sins away. I started running. I started shouting. I had no time for shouting. Oh, I got nothing but the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost. Save me. The Holy Ghost set me free. The Holy Ghost changed my life. The Holy Ghost brought me out. I've got nothing but the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost. Amen. Well, thank you so much. There's actually uh, just a little bit more to this lesson, but we started late, so we'll do part two at another time. Thank okay. you for having us. Thank you all for coming. I just want you, before you go, to give us those six one more time. I want to make sure I wrote it down right. The personality traits of the Holy Spirit, he convicts, speaks, comforts, teaches, guides, and helps us speak in difficult times. I'm going to go through those again with the scriptural references. Holy Spirit convicts, John 16, 8. The Holy Spirit speaks, acts. 2825. Mm-hmm. The Holy Spirit comforts. Acts 931. 
Uh-huh. The Holy Spirit teaches. John fourteen twenty six. The Holy Spirit guides. John sixteen thirteen. Yeah. And the Holy Spirit helps us speak in difficult times. And those are the times that you're going to encounter when you speak about the Lord. And those times are now. I mean, uh, you think about some issues that are popular to be discussed and argued about and supported. Like abortion. And um, you have no truck with that. Yeah. You know, you don't put any faith in that at all. And when you express that, that's going to be a difficult time because you're going to go before an overwhelming majority of people who are all for the murdering of infants in the womb. But God believes, and we believe that that, uh, and that's in Luke 12, 11, and 12. Right. Helps us speak in difficult times. In difficult times. And so, and we are, we're getting ready to face a difficult time as we look at the political arena right now. But even in that, God will speak. And we are praying for our country because uh, Satan wants to destroy our country. And and racism is another issue that is difficult to deal with. But they dealt with racism even in in the Bible times. Mm-hmm. And and God spoke to that, and He says, "No, that is out of order, and and uh, and I will not stand for it." And so we uh, we will uh, we, well, that's a whole other subject. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but but just to say that the Holy Spirit even speaks at that at difficult times and gives us what to say, so uh, God will be glorified in it. So oh, that's it. Uh, so it's in your hand. I thank God for tonight. I thank God. That's why the enemy was fighting so hard to keep us from learning something. Because see, when we when we really think about it, we say the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Like it was just a good idea. Uh, we mm. don't recognize the Holy Spirit as a person. We always say this is three parts to the Trinity, but we don't never realize it to an extent that the Holy Spirit has a great role that it plays. Because what did Jesus say? If I don't go, I cannot sit. The comforter won't come. Right, so, right. Come on. You know, we have to understand that it's not just what Jesus left, what God sent Jesus. Jesus came, Jesus died. And he left us mm-hmm. and he'll come back. But he sent mm-hmm. something that worked hey. with our prayer life. He sent the mm-hmm. comfort that'll tell us how to speak. Mm. That right there, yes. that blessed me so. Because mm-hmm. I was just saying earlier that when it comes to our children, not to send them to wrath, when it comes to the children, to know when to respect and when to give respect and when to give right. honor. There's so mm. much going on in this day and time that we don't care how we speak to one another. Mm. It was a time when I spoke on it all the time when we walked past a church, when we sat on the church steps, when we was in the church. It was a time we would not dress and act a certain way. That's right. right. Now, 
now the nightclubs get more, uh, uh, you know, how would I say, the nightclubs get more respect than the church. They'll Come put on. up there no gym shoes, and you say, oh, you can't wear no gym shoes up in there. <laughs> but yet and still, it says to come into the house of God, dress mm-hmm. a certain way, dress in apparel. Well, you're not taking away from the spirit of the Lord, but you're not trying to seduce the men and women of God that's in the church because we should all mm-hmm. be coming for the same thing, a word from the Lord. Right, mm-hmm. right, right. When I go right. to the doctor when I'm sick in my natural, I'm not going in there looking for no fine doctor. I'm going in there looking for a treatment. <laughs> when I come to the house of the Lord, I should be coming there looking for my treatment. And my treatment is, yeah. God, I need to get to you today. Mm-hmm. And I need to Amen. know that the Holy Spirit is dwelling in that place that's going to help guide me into the the presence of God. Mm-hmm. Oh, I can go on and on, but I'm going to stop right there. Let's say the lines are <laughs> open. You all speak at this time because it was a powerful word with great, great knowledge given on tonight. Please speak on tonight at this time. Lines are open. Mm. Mm. Amen, amen. Thank you, thank you, thank you for the word. Um, I just want to say I love how you all talked about um, everything, but when you brought it back to Second Timothy, First uh, Chapter, Seventh Verse, where it talks about the spirit of fear versus power, love, and a sound mind, I'm finding that not just what God has been having me do research on, but there's lots of men like Apostle Graham and um, others that are teaching on the enemy, how he comes for the mind. And because he's coming for the mind, the soundness of mind is missing. And we have to be assured that uh, what's in our mind is not our opinion, but the Word of God, the revelation of the Word of God, what the Holy Spirit is saying to us. Because all of these opinions and all of these lunatic spirits and everything that's going on, we're going to need a sound mind. And we're going to get that from the Word and from the Holy Spirit on the inside of us, not our opinions. Not our intellect, mm. but a sound mind. So thank, mm. you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, thank you woman of God. Thank you, Jesus. Mm. Is there anyone else at this time? Mm. I tell you, it's just amazing to me how the Word of God, but you know what, uh, evangelists and ministers, you said uh-huh. convict. You said convict. So I wouldn't be surprised mm. if this word didn't do a, a conviction on tonight. Mm. You, mm. you got a lot of people that's uh, just looking for guidance. They're probably looking over the word themselves and, and, and just uh, before God right now said, I need to be forgiven, oh God. Oh, my. my, oh, my. my. I need mm, to be because Lord, I really hadn't, hadn't ever, you know how they say Sometimes you hear the same scriptures being preached on. Yeah. But each time you hear it, it's, some, it's been brought to you another way. You say, I didn't even think about it like that. Mm. I believe on tonight the Holy Spirit was being preached on and taught on, and somebody hadn't heard it like that. Mm. You know, so mm. we just have to get to that point in place. We just say, 
God, I thank you for every time I get a chance to hear from you, from your different men, God, that speaks to me. God, I thank you. And, Lord, I receive the word on tonight. Thank you. Thank you, Lord, for coming in. In this place, in this service, you was invited. Thank you, Lord, for giving us ears to hear. Thank you, Lord. Thank for giving you. us a heart to receive. Thank you, Lord, Ooh. for giving us a mind to meditate on tonight. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Teach us, God, how not to take your word, mm-hmm. your men and women of God that's teaching us for granted, that's bringing forth mm-hmm. word, not just bringing it forth, but giving it to us where we could go back and see it for ourselves. I thank oh, you, Lord. Thank you. Thank see, a lot of us don't want to go back and do our first works over. Mm. A lot of us don't want to admit I hadn't thought about it like that. Oh, my. Mm. Praise God. God. My God, I thank you. I thank you. I'm going to give Mm. our closing remarks before I have a man and woman of God to give us their closing remarks and the prayers out. We're running over a little bit on tonight, but I just thank Mm. God for being in a position to be blessed to run over on such a night, mm. on such a night, God, I thank you for your spirit. Our foundational scripture for Smile 3E, Iron Sharpening Iron, is Matthew 6 and 33. But seek ye first the kingdom of God mm-hmm. and his righteousness, Amen. and all these things mm-hmm. shall be added unto you. Mm-hmm. I thank God for what was added unto us tonight. I thank God for that. I thank mm-hmm. God for this Monday night service with Evangelist Tony Montgomery and Minister Ron Montgomery that have educated us tonight on the Holy Spirit, the purpose, the place, and the person of the Holy Spirit. My, my. Thank God for revealing to us the characteristics of the Holy Spirit. It wasn't just a good idea. It's It's a necessity to the body of Christ. So if you all will come back Monday at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, you will hear from our very own Reverend Lawrence Sanders. I'm sorry, Seabury from Milwaukee for our youth. Yes, for our youth, Reverend Lawrence Mm -hmm. Seabury will be our speaker for the fifth Monday for our youth. That's at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Please tell your young people, your children, family, friends, even your church members to tune in to listen to this young man, to see what God has put in his heart, because out of all the things he could be doing, he's being faithful to the Word of God. And I want to tell you to come back next Wednesday at 4 p.m. Central Standard Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, where we could talk about wisdom Wednesday. Um, that is what God has put in my heart to do on Wednesday night, Wednesday evenings, early okay. evenings. Mm-hmm. I just want to talk to people about things that I talk to God about, things that I ask God about, and things that I talk to other people about concerning the wisdom in being saved, how it was the best thing I ever done was mm. to save the Lord. Amen. 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 You know, so if you come back on Friday night at 9 p.m. Central Standard Time, 
10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You can hear me again, Minister Sylvia Kaiser, tell you what God has told me to share with you all as members in the body of Christ. And for those, I'm going to say it like this, potential members that's trying to be, want to be, going to be somebody trying to get you, convince you to be mm-hmm. a Christian. Because I'm going to tell you, if you ever try it for yourself, you're going to find out it's the best thing you ever done. Come on. Come back and listen. If you decide to start your week off on a Sunday morning at 9.30 a.m. Central Standard Time, 10.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, you can hear from our very own Apostle-elect Dr. Cecilia Kaiser, who is also our overseer. You can come in and hear what God has put on her heart while she is tearing before the Lord. She's moaning and groaning and crying out before God concerning his people, how she is standing in the gap for us and asking God what can she share with us to let us know that God has not took a vacation. Mm. So you all want to start off. Please join us then. And with anything left to say, I want to say we love you with the love of the Lord. It's nothing you can do about it. We're going to do what God has told us to do and nothing less, and nothing more. We're not going to add to the word, and we're not going to take nothing from it. We're going to not just tell it to you, teach it to you. We're going to tell you where you can go and see it for yourself so you'll know that we're testifying about the goodness of Jesus and the Lord and uh, the Holy Spirit and the Father God, and we're not just a, just a lion. I just want you all to know that. So I'm going to turn it back over to our speakers on tonight, Evangelist Tony Montgomery and Minister Ryan Montgomery as they give us their closing remarks and pray us out. It was a good word tonight. Speaking about the Holy Spirit, learning his characteristics. We do have another part of this that we want to go through, talk about to additionally some of the other things that the uh, that are possessed by the Holy Spirit. And we'll take that up. And we'll, we'll take that up some other time. But thank you so much for being here tonight. Thank you for listening to this outpouring of information. Thank you, Tony, for walking us through the scriptures and and revealing to us these truths of the Holy Spirit. Would you pray us out of here, please? And so, Father, we come and we thank you, Lord, for this ministry that you have established, that these women of God that you have given, Lord God, vision for kingdom work. We ask God that you anoint them, Lord, the more that you make straight paths for their feet. Holy Spirit, have your way in their lives, that they, Lord, will be those living examples, and people will will know that they sit under your favor, oh God. We just ask that you just continue to bless this ministry, that it might grow, that it will, Lord God, go into the the the, the places that others others cannot go, because you will send it in the air, and you will let it go out, and it will and it will not come back void. So we just ask that you just continue to bless. We just thank you for this time, and we just ask, God, that you have your way in our lives, that we, Lord, might give you, Lord God, full control, and that you, Lord, will receive the glory out of our lives. We ask these things. We ask, God, that you bless those that are ill, and we ask that you uh, continue to bless uh those that are sick in our family, that you heal, deliver, and make whole, that you undertake for those that are struggling, Lord God, with finances, 
We ask, God, that you meet them at that point of need according to your riches and glory. We ask, God, that those that are, are struggling, as uh, Cecilia talked about, uh, Pastor Cecilia talked about, struggling with their mind, God, we just ask that you, Lord, set up a standard, Lord, for them, that you will not let the evil one take them over, God. Give them clarity of mind, that they might make a decision to serve you. Lord, we just thank you. We praise you and we lift you up for what you are going to do in our lives. We ask these things without doubt in the name of Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen and amen. 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 Good night, everyone. Good night. Good night. Amen.